0: Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Join you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Uh, it's been, yeah, it's been a day. I had a long day yesterday. I'll tell you what. It was, uh, it was good, relaxed, ended up enjoying myself in the end. But uh, oh, you get challenges, you overcome them. And one of those was trying to not get so frustrated on a golf course that you end up whacking the ball into oblivion. But it was... Uh, it was ended up being a good day and a personal best-breaking day as well. So uh, very happy indeed. Thank you to all those that were sending in their concern for <laughs> my golfing ability. Also, I've noticed over the last few days um, people leaving comments saying, oh, I just missed a live show, or oh, I can't believe I missed a live show. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, it's the same time every day, guys. It's 8 a.m., UK time. I literally say it in the show. No excuses, guys. You need to make sure you're setting those alarms and tuning in, getting in the chat box, just like these fantastic people. Good morning to Paul, to Rich, to A1, to Blackshine. Good morning to Matt G. Good morning uh, to Olu. Good morning to Johnny, Stephen, Kevin, Martin. We've got Carl, Steve, Marcus, Damien, Pennywing, Carlton, Nav. We've got Leopold, Mark, Morgie, Louis, Stevie, and David, Stephen, Amira, Vivian, and plenty more of you guys as well. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. It is very much appreciated, and uh, if you could just press that thumbs up button, it certainly would uh, be even more appreciated. If you're new to the channel, subscribe, turn those notifications on, and then, maybe if YouTube does its proper work, it'll tell you when we go live and you won't miss the show. You can also follow us, of course, on social media, and that's why I always send a tweet out in the mornings to remind you that the show is indeed going live. Okay, let us Stephen know I've not broken my clubs in anger yet. No, one has I have recovered it, retrieved it, but uh, no damage. No damage so far. Um, let's crack on with today's stories, shall we? Uh, Black Stenius and Arsenal again uh, running rampant as they won 4-0 against Brighton, uh, keeping up the pressure in the title race, which still looks, I think, out of Arsenal's hands at this moment in time. Uh, it's going to be very difficult. They are six points behind Man United. Yes, they played a game less, but they're also five points behind Chelsea, having played the same number of games with, you know, only three games to go. What we do have is, of course, this Sunday is the uh, FA Women's Cup final between Chelsea and Manchester United. Uh, hopefully that knackers them out. So both teams are going to be somehow um, struggling in the final games. Arsenal still do need to play Chelsea amongst playing uh, West Ham and Reading, who are Reading the bottom of the table and uh, West Ham are just above Brighton, who Arsenal just absolutely battered. So um, there's two wins you'd expect there. If you can get a win over Chelsea, you give yourself a good chance if Chelsea drop points elsewhere. So let's keep those fingers crossed um, that that happens. But unfortunately, I think it's going to be just out of Arsenal's reach again this season. But an amazing season so far to get to the Champions League semi-final, nearly to the final, um, would have been an amazing achievement. But we go again next season, hopefully with without the significant injury problems that we've suffered. Now, Pakai Saka, according to numerous reports, uh, has set and is set to sign a brand new contract at Arsenal. We've known about this, of course, for some time. This has been in the works. Arsenal have been discussing. We've always felt they were confident, and it seems as though that this is going to be the case, that according to multiple sources now uh, reporting this, is that Arsenal will indeed be able to renew Bakayo Saka's deal at the club and will be here for the foreseeable future. Um, There's been rumours about £300,000 per week, which is obviously a lot of money, but does Bakayo Saka rightly become Arsenal's hard ice paid player? I I think so. He's our most important player. He's probably our best player. Um, It's a lot of money to give a player of his age, but I think it reflects his position in the current Arsenal team and, you know, moving forwards arsenal are going to have to start paying their players if we're going to be looking to try and compete for the title every season wages that reflect that other side that is competing for a title and so that of course does for its category. it should be said that i'm i'm aware that the bonus structure of that wage kind of situation is significantly heavily weighted towards bonuses um so the three hundred thousand pounds that's being reported you know that's not the base level wage there is significant bonuses and stuff included uh, incentives in that contract now uh, William Saliba again uh, according to multiple sources ESPN in particular James Olly reporting that Arsenal are confident of landing William Saliba a brand new deal as well Uh, really important that Arsenal secure Saliba's future a player that looked I mean a couple of years ago like his future at Arsenal was ebbing towards a close but Saliba now very much part of the fabric of the club and uh, Arsenal for some time have been wanting to extend his deal Arteta saying that they wanted to reward him with a brand new deal as well publicly in a press conference which is always a really positive sign too so yes William Saliba hopefully fingers crossed Let's keep them very much tightly crossed on this one will sign a brand new deal with Arsenal in the near future and we move forwards to the transfers as well as Declan Rice and Caicedo's double deal. Uh, Now there's been a number of suggestions that Arsenal could land both of Declan Rice and of course Moises Caicedo as well. Uh, Damesh from Sky Sports has been discussing the idea of Arsenal potentially landing both players saying that obviously we knew about the interest of Rice, we knew about the interest in placing those bids for uh, Moises Caicedo in January. And if Arsenal have the financial capacity, there's nothing to suggest that they might not move ahead to try and sign both players in the summer. That'd be great. Obviously, I'd love to see Declan Rice and Caicedo. From my perspective, you know, I'd be... It's difficult to see how this would happen. You know, £120 million is being quoted at the moment for Rice. I do think that's more so from the club side. Than, than the player or certainly Arsenal side. I'm hoping that Arsenal will be able to lower that price tag. But more as like said, there's been suggestions and reports out there that like I said it will be worth around 80 million quid to get that deal done. So you're looking at upwards of 150 at least to get both players. At least it's a lot of money to invest in those two players. And whilst I think it would be worth adding both of them to the squad, can I see Arsenal being able to do that? I'm not sure, is the answer. I'm not sure whether or not that's going to be feasible. But certainly they very much like the profile of both players. And we can keep our fingers crossed again that both end up or at least one of the two. You know, I'd be over the moon if Arsenal bring in one of the two. If we bring in both of them, that would be an amazing opportunity for Arsenal. Now, Martin Zubimendi has been talking about uh, links with both Arsenal and Barcelona. Uh, He was asked on the topic and said, I have never planned to leave Real Sociedad. I always say that. I love life here at home. I'm so happy here. The value of this club are uh, same as mine. And so I feel very good. I always said that I'm happy. Now, we've heard a lot of players say that they were happy before before then leaving their club and moving somewhere else when an offer uh, comes in. It doesn't mean that that's going to be the case for Zubamendi, but we do know that plenty of players that have said they were happy at their club still move on. Arsenal have been interested in Zubamendi, uh, We've been aware of that interest for quite some time. It's been reported significantly for the past six months or so since that January transfer window. And if Arsenal aren't able to get one of Declan Rice or Caicedo, it would make sense for them to start moving down their lists. And it does appear that Martin Supermendi is one of the players on that list. Now, Timothy Castagna is now a new name that has come to the fore. John Cross of the Mirror has suggested that Arsenal are indeed following the Belgian international. 27-year-old Leicester City versatile fullback. Premier League level has played here for a number of seasons now. I really liked Castagna when he was at Atalanta. As soon as he signed for Leicester, I put him straight into my fantasy team during that season. And in the first game, he scored, if you might remember, in his debut Premier League game for Leicester, to which made me very happy thinking, well, wow, I've really looked good with this uh, left field acquisition for the fantasy team. He's done okay uh, you know, in the last couple of seasons. Of course, Leicester themselves have not been... Too great in the last couple of seasons, and this season may even not avoid relegation, which could make Castagna very much an accessible option financially. I think he's a good player, and in the right team, would certainly be a really versatile option for Arsenal. He's not a starter for Arsenal, we know that, but certainly the ability to add depth to both the right and left back positions in Castagna with a player that's played at the Premier League level for a number of seasons, coached then at Arsenal, I think has got potential. Uh, The the price tag, you'd hope, would also be quite accessible for Arsenal. Um, But yeah, very much so indeed, Castagna, a player that uh, I've liked previously. But uh, I know that there have been some concerns about how he's played in the Leicester team of the last year or two. But I think there's been concerns about pretty much every Leicester player. But if we're looking at just a depth option for those uh, those kind of um, fullback positions... I think Castagna is not a bad depth option for Arsenal to consider. Certainly, an upgrade on some of the backups that we have, and so you are pushing the needle of quality in terms of your depth options in those positions. And finally, our headline story of the day, according to Alex Hesse of Sport Builds, uh, Newcastle are said to be preparing an official offer to sign Bayer Leverkusen winger Musa Diaby, but suggests that Arsenal and PSG still remain very much interested in the play-up. Now, we've heard, obviously, those reports that the price tag for Musa Diaby was around €80 million. Euros. Now, Alex Essa of Builds suggests that that price tag has dropped and that now they won't accept anything more, or rather anything less, than €60 million, euros, which is closer to that £50 million pound figure. I think that's more representative of what Musa Diaby is actually worth. And I think as a player, if you can get him in for that amount of money, you're adding a very good young, wide goal scoring and assisting forward for a price tag that I think is much more reflective of where his standing is. 80 million euros is, you know, a lot. 60 million euros, I think, is more reflective of the player that you would probably end up getting in a summer transfer window move for the Bayer Leverkusen player. Of course, we've now recently heard of Bayer Leverkusen's interest in Granite Xhaka. Could that be something that helps Arsenal to sweeten a deal for Musa Dabi? Maybe. We'd have to wait and see but certainly Arsenal don't want to overspend when it comes to their transfer targets this summer. Right then, let's go to your questions and all of the rest of it in part two, right after this. Thank you, of course, always to everybody that has helped to buy the merchandise on the channel that's helped us raise £1,500 for the Arsenal Vision Foundation cause. And, of course, now £590 has gone towards Cancer McMillan support for the first round of donations at the channel. Uh, So do continue to uh, get yourself invested, get yourself a hat, try to collect them all if you can. And, uh, yeah, we'll have more uh, numerous merchandise coming to help support those causes across the summer looking forward to getting some ideas from people we're always asking in our discord server to our members what types of merch they would like to see so uh, we'll see if we can get anything sorted on that front as soon as possible okay let's go into the chat box then let's tackle some of those questions um let's go to <laughs> olu says hey tom uh, will you be happy with a summer of 200 million pounds worth of spending 90 million on rice 70 million on Caicedo." and 40 million on Mark Gehi. Um, Oli, I think we're missing a fullback in there. And I think you'd have to keep Fuller and Balogun as well to make that a worthwhile summer. You'd look at that and go, wow, that's three brilliant players that you've added to the squad. But there's still positions that you're missing there. And that's why I think it's going to be a big challenge for Arsenal to get both of those two particular central midfielders, because I think a fullback is really important. Um, what I would say is that there is nothing stopping Arsenal going out and using their head to sign maybe players on a free. Now, one player that's available on a free transfer this summer at the moment, unless things have changed and I've not noticed it, is Rafael Guerrero at Borussia Dortmund. Now, he is a left-sided player, of course, but Arsenal do have their options on the right-hand side, and who knows, maybe you could transition him as well. And I know he's left-footed, but it's played in central midfield as well, showing his versatility. But as a free transfer... Not a bad option for Arsenal, but I would like to see more come through in terms of that right-back role, but maybe that'll be fulfilled by a youth option like a Rule Waters, perhaps in the future. Uh, We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Wilson says, why on earth are West Ham demanding £120 for Rice? That is a lot of money, and there is no way in hell that Arsenal will pay that. We need to be real. The reason is because they can, but they have no reason to sell him this summer. He's got a year left on his deal, but they've got an option to extend by a further year. And they're still very much in control of that situation. They also believe that clubs will pay a lot of money for him. And that's why they can demand a massive fee. I'm hopeful that they'll be able to get that price tag down quite significantly and maybe sweeten it with a player involved in any potential deal. We'll have to wait and see if that turns out to be the case. Um, Matt G says, are we underestimating the cost of Caicedo? We offered 80 million. uh, I think it was 70 million was the highest one, Matt. I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was 70 million was the highest offer. Since then, he signed a new contract. So surely the price tag has increased significantly. Um, Not necessarily. Uh, The contract was more so to increase Caicedo's comfortability at Arsenal. He was on a very low wage when he signed from South America because, you know, you Of Premier League club signing a player from South America and from kind of the really unknown areas of the nation, you only have to increase the wage by, you know, we're talking single-digit thousands to make it a significant wage for a player coming from those leagues because they're not paid too much in those leagues. Now, when it comes to the context of a Premier League footballer, they needed to increase that significantly, and now they've done that. But I don't think the contract necessarily changes too much Uh, about Caicedo's position. If you remember, he also only signed really just over a year ago. So he already had a significant length of time left on his contract. So the new contract doesn't necessarily change all that much about how much they could sell him for. So no, I don't think the $80 is an underestimation. I think that's probably what they would be asking for, um, and it would make sense. Um, Bakari says, Hey Tom, how would you feel about 70 million plus Patino for rice? I think if the deal makes sense, you can do that. You know, Patino wants to move on. If you can get 30 million quid or so off of his price tag with Patino, absolutely go and do it. Absolutely. Um, Louis says, I'm wearing my TGT cap and my new 0708 away kit with Fabregas on the back. Love that, Louis. Fantastic. Uh, Z Taffador says, uh, Tom, your thoughts on getting some players from possible relegated sides like James ward Prowse, James Madison and Castagna? Uh, Romeo Lavia is another one as well uh, that I'd be interested in. Less so James Will Prowse. James Madison, of, of course, is a great attacking player. And Arsenal are interested, as we've heard, in Mason Mount. So, if there's an interest in Mason Mount, it would make sense for Arsenal to also have an eye on James Madison and see if they can get him for a reduced price. You can be sure that he will be moved on and signed by someone in the summer. I can see Tottenham Hotspur coming in for James Madison. That's a deal that I can see just materializing in my mind. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. Castagna, as we've discussed today, I think is a good depth option for those fullback positions. But I think there are options ahead of Castagna on Arsenal's list, like Fresneda, for instance, being one of them. Um, let's go to uh david says rice 100 million cassero 70 million tamori 25 million. i don't know why milan are selling tamori for 25 million but uh that'd be significantly underselling what his value is at the moment in the market um wilson says why do i think that arsenal need to sign two midfielders because if you look at Xhaka and you look at Parte, i think and Jorginho's only got a year left on his deal you want to plan for the future you want to make sure that you've got that consistency of quality that's going to be extending Arsenal's reign at the top into the coming seasons. Bring in two so that if any of Xhaka or Partey or both were unavailable, you know, you've got two quality options to rotate. And rotation is another big op- uh, big reason behind why you need to bring in two as well. Um, Penny Ween says, if you ever started a golf show, would you still call it TGT, a.k.a. the golf talk? I, I don't plan on starting a golf show the the hubris to start a golf show when i've only been playing since december would be quite significant so no no plans to start a golf show at this moment in time uh i will and i can't see that happening i'm just just not good enough and i don't ever think i ever will be good enough to start not that i'm good enough at football to be talking about it but i feel like the knowledge wise compared to golf is significant um Let's go to Sam it says Tom. I would like to see Tomiyasu and Tinny compete for the left back role and Ben and Fresneda on the right back. Move Zinny into central midfield and play him through rotation. I think that's an option. I don't think that Zinchenko will leave that left back role, to be honest, though. Sam, I can't see Arteta moving away from that. He loves the profile of Zinchenko in that position makes it very difficult to see him moving Zinchenko into midfield. We've talked about it a lot. You know, we talked about Zinchenko in midfield a lot on the channel, but I think they're looking at investing in midfield rather than seeing Zinchenko move into that area. But I think if we were in a desperate situation, of course, I think they'd move Zinchenko into midfield if you still had Tierney or Tommy Asu available. But I don't see that happening at the moment. Um, Christian says, uh, Tom, what if we use Tommy as a backup central defender and a backup for Ben White and Kivior as a backup for the left and in the middle. Thanks for the best show. Of course, there's depth existing there, as you point out, Christian. Absolutely. But I think that Arsenal need what I've asked for, which is variation especially in the right-back position. We don't have much variation of style in that right-back role. I think we need to bring someone in that can offer us something more going forwards, be that a, a, a Fresneda, be that a Sasha Boy, be that a, a Wrench, be that a, a Castagna, you know, be that a Jeremy Frimpong, you know, someone, someone that's going to give you more options and greater versatility in the rotation and in your substitutions as well. That's why I think we need to invest in the right-back position to give us something more going forwards as well. Um, let's go to... Um, mixes is there no right-back in the academy that we could promote? Norton Cuffey comes to mind. Unfortunately, Norton Cuffey, I don't think, is of the Premier League level yet. I don't think he'll be there next season. He's done okay at Rotherham and Coventry, but still is very raw and unrefined. He needs to refine certain aspects of his game. He's doing well and is developing, but he's not of that Premier League level. The player that you look at in the academy that could be a, a future right-back is still Rule Waters, although he can play at centre-back as well. He will, of course, I think, be part of that pre-season group. They'll see how he does. But he's, for me, the next player, along with Lino Souza, who's a left-back and can play that inverted role that they're looking at, to my understanding, as players, certainly that they've got a lot of hope for for the future. There's a lot of appreciation for Souza. There's a lot of appreciation for Rule Waters as well. Let's see if those two are two players that could come through and be used in the future. But I'd still like Arsenal to go out and sign somebody uh, in an attacking fullback position. Um, Let's go to Paul. says, have we not learned anything? There is no justification to spend anything over 50 million for a player unless they're a generational talent. More quality scouting and less hype, please. Um, I think, you know... The 50 million, I think this is right, Paul, by the way, and I think we've talked about this on the channel, you should only spend marquee, big transformational money on a player that is equally so. And that's why it became very uncomfortable with the Mudrick situation and what we were doing there. I think that we can get some really good players for some really good fees. You know, you think about the 30 million we bought Ramsdale for, the 34 million pounds we bought Odegaard for, the 5 million pounds we brought Martinelli for the 20 million quid we bought Tommy Asu for 50 million pounds we spent on Ben White, 27 million on William Saliba, you know, the list go 27 million pounds on Trossard and only 20 of that was up front. So, you know, we have to consider what we can do with a good amount of money on our budget and what you can invest in players that you can still get really good quality for. Some players are going to cost you over 50 million and you're going to have to come to terms with that. And you're going to have to realize that, you know, unfortunately we are going to have to spend the big money on some, key targets especially considering Arsenal want to establish themselves at the top of the end top end of the table that's going to happen but you can still get some very very good players for very very good amounts of money think about how much Man City bought Julian Alvarez for you know even Erling Haaland they ended up getting I think for something like 50 to 60 million pounds of course his wages are ridiculous but the fee is still what we're talking about here in terms of the reasonable nature of transfer fees um let's scroll down a little bit more. Uh, Neil says, What would Madison's price or Ilke Gundawan for two years buy rice next year? Asensio for Saka competition. Uh, look, Asensio is a player I've talked about, I think, on the last show. I think if you can look at bringing a player on a on a free or very low fee, I don't know when his contract expires. Um, I know it's not got long left, if anything, it does expire in the summer. So Asensio could be available on a free, not a bad option to bring in for nothing. the um, Gundogan, Madison. the problem is, is Rice is going to want to move on this summer. And I think that right Arsenal's position qualifying for the Champions League, competing for a title, has never made Arsenal more attractive in the last 20 years um, other than when they last won the league title and got to the Champions League final. This moment right now, at least in the last 10 years plus, is the most attractive Arsenal have ever been as a club to move to. And Arsenal need to take advantage of that. That's not necessarily signing the relegation fodder, not necessarily signing the free options. Arsenal should be looking to do their marquee deals in this summer window and use the reputation that they've built this season to try and go for the very best players. Uh, Piniwin, is Vanilla Rice the missing link? I don't even know what that means, but Rice, if you just want to talk about Rice. Rice certainly is a missing link, I think, in this Arsenal squad, for sure uh says uh what do you think about barella and dumfries dumfries is not for me he's more of a wing back and i think in the fullback position i think is not offering arsenal what they want from a fullback so i think defensively we all the concerns we have about zinchenko we'd suddenly have about dumfries as well barella fantastic midfielder but you're not getting him for at least 80 odd million quid as well so he's a potential alternative to say a caicedo Um, a box-to-box midfield that's going to give you a lot of energy, a lot of running, a lot of progression of the ball, great technical ability, and do stuff in the final third as well. But, again, very expensive. So an alternative to some of the primary targets that we've got at the moment. Um, Let's go... To Amira says it was arguably easier for Saka and Smith Rowe to get into the first team because of where the club was. Now we're in the Champions League. How do you see us convincing youth players to stay and fight for a chance? Uh, I'm not going to disagree with you. I think the pathway was more accessible for Saka and Smith Rowe. What I would say is that when we did bring Smith Rowe and Saka through, we just spent £72 million on Nicola Pepe. A and Lacazette were both still here. Um, so Joe Willock was, of course, ahead of Smith Rowe at that time and was getting minutes. So it wasn't necessarily easy, but certainly I would say easier is probably the best terminology. But again, I think probably context of words and things like that make it sound a lot easier than it was still. Saka and Rowe did an amazing job doing what they did to come through the ranks and establish themselves in the team. However, now that we are where we are, it's going to be tougher for those young players and you ultimately as a clubs do have to have somewhat an emphasis on showing that there is still a pathway, that there is still a chance for youth players. And that's why when we look at rule waters, when we look at Lino Souza, we look at Mario Koja Dubri or Miles Lewis Skelly or Ethan Nuanieri. you know, some of our highest rated young players in the groups, we need to make sure that we are offering still somewhat opportunities so that those players know that there is a pathway and that are convinced to stay and not move on away from the club so i agree with you that's it's 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 all about showing them that there is a pathway and you're going to have to take some risks i think by doing that but it is important to still do that um let's uh, rosiak as well as steve points out Just signed a new professional or just signed his first professional contract with the club. Very highly rated indeed as well. Uh, Marcus uh, says, please wish happy birthday to Orleith, who I hope I've pronounced correctly. Uh, Our middle child, Marcus, uh, of course, Orlaith, I hope you have a fantastic birthday. And I hope that I've not butchered the pronunciation of your name uh, either. Um, Aditya says, hey, Tom, uh, players aside on the training side of things, what are the areas we should be focusing on? Not sure if this makes sense. <laughs> Why did you ask it then? Aside from on the training side, what are the areas that we should be focusing on uh, as a club? Um, I think that we should be looking at rotation. You know, as a, our tech needs to think about rotation. I think our tech needs to talk about focus on in-game management and, of course, how we sell players. We need to sell players more effectively during this window. There's a lot of pressure on Edu. I know that he's feeling it. So, you know, there's a lot of pressure on our dude certainly to improve our sales um and how we move players on this summer. Um, Trevor says, Tom, have you seen pictures of the litter fans supposedly left behind at Newcastle? No, I've not, but that's a shame. I hope it's not I hope it's not contextually any worse than it is anywhere else compared. You know, I'd hate for Arsenal to start getting bad reps about that, but uh unfortunately, you know, if you go to the cinema and you look at the cinema after you've left, goodness me, you know, it's it's what unfortunately is just a, an issue, but I wish it was better, and uh, hopefully more can be done about it. Um, let's. Have you seen, like, um, was it during the World Cup, the Japanese supporters at the World Cup clearing up after themselves? Like, that's the type of you know, that's the type of policy we need as supporters, you know, just take your rubbish with you. I've got a really bad, I say it's a bad habit, I've got a bad habit of always putting, like, my rubbish in my pockets, and then kind of releasing it into the bin when i get home just because i don't want to chuck it in you know on the floor somewhere i say it's a bad habit it's not a bad habit at all but you know i should probably take the time to go find a bin nearby and fill my pockets up with wrappers but uh, i suppose it's better than littering on the floor um there we go. Um, but uh, thank you ever so much, everybody, that's tuned in. Uh, really appreciate your time, as always. Do drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel if you're new. Uh, I'll be back. Uh, I may be doing the preview show today. I need to double-check on my schedule. But do look out in our Discord server for a, a message about the next preview show for the game uh, at the weekend against Brighton. Have a fantastic day. See you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal.